आई मेंटर अ चाइल्ड ऑफ इलेवेंथ ग्रेड फॉर माई जियो एंड वन ऑफ द थिंग्स वन ऑफ द लाइफ स्किल्स आई टीच हिम इज कम्युनिकेशन स्किल्स एंड आई थिंक एवरी वन नोज दिस दिस इज प्रिटी स्टैंडर्ड दैट लिसनिंग गुड इज द फर्स्ट स्टेप यू हैव टू टेक टूवर्ड्स बिकमिंग अ गुड कम्युनिकेटर बट आई हैव ऑलवेज टेकिन इट फॉर ग्रांटेड आई डि नॉट पे मच अटेंशन टू इट बिकॉज आई थॉट ऑफकोर्स आई लिसन टू पीपल राइट and if i don't listen to people how how am i even communicating with people i did not really grasp the importance and the meaning of listening so mm-hmm. even before starting our podcasts i was thinking mm-hmm. about this that am i really a good listener and mm-hmm. i started thinking about it when i'm talking to certain people and mm-hmm. their views are completely contradictory to me and the mm-hmm. moment i come to know that whatever they are saying is contradictory to what i believe i'll stop listening mm-hmm. and i start thinking mm-hmm. about what good reply i can give to that person so that i can mm-hmm. break his belief right 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 so uh, firstly do you think you are a good listener or is it just me who is having this problem these days do i think i'm a good listener what i can tell you for sure is that i have focused on uh, being a good listener whether i am a good listener or not is for people to say but you did feel the need to focus on being a good listener right i think that also tells something about whether you are a good listener or not no but it's it's not as if uh uh the need was felt because i was not listening well or anything okay. uh, it was mostly uh you get good advice in life and one of the good advice i've received from books and from people is developing your listening abilities so that's that's how listening has uh entered into my life and it's quite 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 a quite an old project so i do remember uh working on this even in school i mean i i read this book uh, i mean it's a very famous book in school the seven habits of highly effective teens uh, the more famous version of it is uh, seven habits of highly effective people but the teens one is nice so you used to um, read books at, while in school while in school and uh, not while in school i mean okay okay you i get the point yeah. right so, during yeah yeah listeners he that, was a total period. nerd ah <laughs> okay fair and i mean just to be clear it's they, these were like there were some sessions organized in our school also you might be a part of it you might no no the the people who were not scoring well those were not included in such sessions only the top player of our class was included in such sessions and i never made no, it to no, that I, player i'm 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 pretty sure that's not true but anyway i'm pretty uh, sure that's true but okay <laughs> uh no i mean i do remember the entire class being in that session but hey there were no exclusive sessions for anyone in our school you Come you think on. that was a secret thing yes, that anyone was running yes i think so like see the scholarship exam only those people uh-huh. who really scored well were given the opportunity to apply for scholarship exams and they were really trained differently exclusively for that exam that's okay but um again i don't quite remember uh <laughs> the scholarship exam bit <laughs> but uh, that is training for a particular exam i mean it's unfortunate that people were not allowed entry i don't know exactly again i'm very sure but uh, okay fair enough i mean i'm not denying that that would have had mm-hmm. happened but uh, it's it's after once you're selected people it makes sense to only train people of course about that exam it does make sense but the fact that other students don't even come to know about it and then you have to like read between the lines the teacher has called to good stop scoring children out of the room and then when you okay. ask someone they tell you that it was for the scholarship exam 
oh, that is something wrong and bad okay let's not go into that Continue. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, that's some memory that etched in you, yeah. which I have no clue about. <laughs> uh, like, I, I don't remember any of that. Uh, but yeah, um, coming back to listening, um, the point being, uh, it was not introduced to me because I felt as if I'm not listening well. It was just introduced to me as something to work on in life. So these days, even I am trying to consciously listen to people, even though yeah, yeah. I know whatever they say is not really convincing or they sound really stupid, whatever the point mm-hmm. they're making. But at least I mm-hmm. try to consciously listen to each and every thing they are saying and not think mm-hmm. about what am I going to say next while they are speaking. And um, uh, okay, this, this problem got exaggerated while recording the previous episode as well. Uh, whenever he was speaking, I was not really listening to you. And I was thinking mm-hmm. what reply I can give to that, which will I be see, an impressive reply. Oh, okay, okay. And it was such a big problem that while editing, I heard some things that you said, which I did not remember mm-hmm. at all. That is the level of gaps in my listening. I mean, I'm not sure if you could, just by the fact that you forgot something that I said, you could infer that you were not listening. I'm, um, I don't think I forgot it. I think I really did not listen to it because I was not okay, maybe, paying attention. Are you saying that you were just you just missed it? Yeah, I missed it. And that's probably because I was thinking about what I'm going to reply to that. Fair. I mean, if if the reason is that you were not, you didn't just listen, then perhaps it qualifies for what the example that you're giving. But I'm just fearing you might be a little bit too harsh on yourself while saying that. Like, I don't remember a lot of things that we said or I said. Even I said. Forget about what you said. Mm-hmm. So It doesn't necessarily mean that I was not listening at that point. I don't have any problem with being harsh with myself as long as I am taking some steps to improve it, which I am. Um, being harsh to yourself or being self-criticizing is a leading problem for mental health. So is this going to come up often now, now that you are de- doing a master's degree in cognitive science? We're going to talk about these theories in mind and stuff. I mean, this is this is not even this is just common sense. I think. Oh, <laughs> like common if you're sense! Crit- <laughs> if you're criticizing yourself all the time, beating yourself up, obviously you're going to suffer all the time. But okay. I mean, I'm just saying, be realistic. I'm not saying don't improve. I'm not saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just saying, if if you, uh, you might be blaming yourself for something that you didn't do, which is maybe you would have listened and just the way memory works, you just don't recall it, rather than. just you're not paying attention those two scenarios are different mm-hmm. okay and i'm just saying be be like just know that there is a different possibility which is more likely yeah but even if you were listening let's say you were like the most attentive person it's still good to focus on listening yeah <laughs> true yeah okay so there is this another side to it uh, this is one of the things i read on the internet there was just one mm-hmm. picture and there were words written on it in good fonts Mm-hmm. So the sentence reads, "Everyone wants to hear what they want to believe." What are your thoughts on that? I think I do this all the time, and I think it's true for most people. <laughs> like getting into the psychology, you're just asking me what the psychology of it. But <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, a psychology expert here, guys. Come on, uh, I've got uh, a new tag for our podcast. The psychology expert. Uh, I mean, see, this is just just. if you if you know and have heard about confirmation bias i think it's just a phrasing of that not the most accurate but i think 
that's what they're capturing um so what is confirmation bias uh it's the idea that you will sort of seek evidence for beliefs that you already hold so ideally you should be a dispassionate person influenced by data and observations and evidence but what uh, and your belief should be formed on the, on the basis of what you see but what happens is the other way around you have some certain pre-existing beliefs because of xyz reason maybe because of your um brought up that way so for example a belief in god um or other way or anything else like that um and instead of like now updating your beliefs based on new evidence what you do is just seek evidence that will confirm your beliefs so you are more likely then to read people who are say for example believers in god um so yeah it the saying or the thought that you just read is just seems to me like a rephrasing of confirmation bias you know what yeah i just did it again i was thinking about the reply while you were speaking right but i don't think you should not think of a reply while you're speaking i think that's a very natural thing to happen okay so in my defense i already knew what confirmation bias is i think we took the course yeah. together it was called social psychology <laughs> yeah. fair enough so i already knew confirmation bias and yeah. there's a really good yeah. video about this on the youtube channel vegetarian so uh-huh. anyway so now that we know what confirmation bias is and that we are pre-tuned in our brains to behave in such a way mm-hmm. do you think we should work on our confirmation bias do you think it is necessary for us to take conscious effort to not fall for confirmation bias yeah absolutely i mean uh, <laughs> i mean the very word bias suggests that it is something that is not ideal I mean I I I don't know how to go about it it just seems very obvious to me but just to hit the point home you want to form beliefs that are accurate and you want to form beliefs that represent reality uh, and with confirmation bias uh, unfortunately you're forming beliefs first and then you're seeking evidence so you're looking at a skewed world and your world view is therefore skewed so if you want to be someone who has uh, beliefs that actually represent reality and that sort of model reality well then you need to work around your confirmation bias um and like on a very practical level if you want to um sort of uh, cooperate with people uh cooperate with people especially who hold different beliefs then you need to find a way to uh tame your confirmation bias along with all other psychological biases but yeah confirmation bank bias being the central pivotal one so what do you think a person can do about it uh that's a that's a difficult one um i don't think like just putting my psychology hat again i don't think there's established consensus on one thing that we could do to eliminate confirmation bias uh there are many debiasing programs that run in various universities debiasing but debiasing programs wow yeah 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 but but we don't have good evidence to go against it okay. uh we don't have any any good evidence to suggest that they work um so uh at this point i think the best thing uh and there are a couple of things but i think the best thing you could do is to have respectful discussion with with someone who's holding an opposite view than yours especially if someone if especially if the person is someone who you respect otherwise i think my first bet would be to just yeah have conversations with people who you disagree with on that particular topic but generally speaking you agree with otherwise also i think that just by knowing the fact that this is confirmation bias and we tend to behave mm-hmm. in such a way i think even mm-hmm. that could help and if you're just yeah, yeah. trying to be conscious about this new thing you learned about yourself 
think that can also help to some extent yeah i think there's some value in just being aware mm-hmm. of all these biases if if it's not very obvious to you why confirmation bias is something that should be guarded against then uh that suggests to me that you're probably not very clear on the way sort of reason works and i at least normatively uh the way we should form beliefs so i think there's value in understanding also why confirmation bias is something to be guarded against not just like literally going and guarding against it directly and if some it and i'm just repeating myself but if it's not obvious then perhaps the first step is to work uh in understanding why it's something that is to be changed hmm. right so my exams just got over okay okay i wanted to discuss about after exam routines of people so there are different kinds of people okay. who will act differently just after giving an exam mm-hmm. there is this one person who will just fly off who will just not see that person outside the exam hall premises and he mm-hmm. will be gone mm-hmm. then there will be some people who will be discussing the answers mm-hmm. was the answer to question 3 2.5 was the answer uh-huh. to that question h square upon 2m etc etc mm-hmm. then there is some people who are just crying mm-hmm. they'll cry about the fact how tough the paper was and how they just left that portion and only that came into the in the exam and mm-hmm. how bad the paper was and they could not complete the paper etc etc they'll mm-hmm. just keep crying mm-hmm. so i was just curious to know Which hmm. category do you fit in? Hmm. I mean, see, first of all, exams are quite a. It's it's not that big of a thing for me after I started college. I thought so. Um, yeah, liberal arts college. Yeah, I mean, a lot of like at least half of my courses would be not exams. They would sub. They would be submissions like essays. Uh, and now because I did a major in mathematics, that does involve some exams. Um. and it does involve all your post exam discussion and all of that uh but i think in general my i've been pretty relaxed about exams in the last 4 5 years so i mean yeah fine if you discuss i will discuss uh but it's there's, there's certainly no compulsion and no it's it's i'm not paranoid about if i've scored a lot um i've i mean i've just been very um i've grown a lot in terms of self compassion in these areas it's just fine whatever happened During the exam, obviously, I'm alert and all of that. But I don't think it has anything to do with how serious you are about the exam. It could be just a very small, easy exam with no real consequences. But even then, the yeah. personalities come out after the exam has finished. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said, I'm 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 very relaxed at least at this point. It's not a big deal. Obviously, if I've screwed up majorly or something, that might be a different case. But on average. <laughs> uh yeah i mean if if it's something like i missed the second page of the question paper so that that's a big thing there is always that uh, one person who will miss the second page of the question paper <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 but um yeah other than that it's not that big of a thing i'll i'll it's there's no set routine i'll do whatever everyone else is doing for the most part yeah what do you think which category do i fit in in which category do you fit in um I mean I mean this is a guess I'm not even Of course it's a guess come on Uh no but I'm not even like associating any personality with this but it I I think you would just uh not 
you'd prefer not to discuss it oh <laughs> you're so wrong okay it is the other way around <laughs> yeah i'm the person who will annoy everyone because i'm still discussing the answers of the questions okay hours okay. after the exam like <laughs> okay. the exam has happened you have discussed we have everyone has given their opinion about how good bad difficulties <laughs> the exam okay. was we have walked a few minutes <laughs> we are drinking tea coffee etc someone is yeah so we are drinking tea coffee etc and even mm-hmm. then out of the blue i'll just say what was the answer to that question mm-hmm. and yeah. everyone will just be annoyed with me that come on when the exam is done now just forget about it and this mm-hmm. is irrespective of whether the exam was good or bad for me mm-hmm. so you are the one who just doesn't let people move on <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean okay okay uh, i do you do you, like consistently do it or is it just one is it i think it is it has been pretty consistent i have realized this just recently yeah but yeah, yeah i'm pretty consistent with this yeah. behavior what happened was mm-hmm. one of our classmates mm-hmm. fell ill and was admitted mm-hmm. to hospital okay but the group i am a part of we are mm-hmm. a group of four or five people who are really close mm-hmm. so we people are not very close with that person mm-hmm. so we were discussing whether we should go and see him in the hospital or not mm-hmm. i thought it would be a good gesture to go and see him i thought he will feel good and if mm-hmm. you can do something which will make some other person feel good i think mm-hmm. you should just go and do it mm-hmm. but no one was really in the mood of doing so mm-hmm. and we also had our exam the next day mm-hmm. so there was great opportunity cost to it mm-hmm. so one of the reasons one of the person says why mm-hmm. we should not see that person is mm-hmm. if we go and start seeing every other person who is mm-hmm. sick that mm-hmm. will reduce the value when we go and see a person who is really close to us okay okay that did not sound good to me mm-hmm. but i did not have a good counter to this argument like mm-hmm. it did seem correct but i am i am still not ready to accept it i mean first of all when you say our classmate it's not our classmate it's your classmate right oh, my classmate yeah 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 Uh, because i was thinking like school or something no um, no no so w- when i said our classmate i meant the five people who are close it. to each other my group our yeah, classmate that makes sense so it's it's um we, so this is a person that i don't know um i mean see uh and again this is again speculation but uh, i'm wearing my psychology hat again it just seems to me uh, the reason why you felt that it was not a great explanation is because probably it was a rationalization it was not uh, a reason that they had which is why they are not going it's more uh, more like they don't want to go and therefore they are now constructing reasons which we know again we have good evidence to say that that's more of how we uh, reason about things uh, does that does that distinction make sense first of all or no it does not okay so what we do know is in uh, is most of the reasons that we give for certain actions are made once your mind has already decided what action to take so the reasons are not the guide for your actions the reasons are more of justifications for your actions correct uh, right so they are called as like technical term post hoc rationalization but doesn't matter all that it is is you make up 
reasons after you have taken a decision right hmm. um so what we are getting at is all your sort of cognition which involves like creating reasons is um motivated it's motivated by your for lack of a better word let's just use emotion hmm. um again it's it's a very very crude oversimplification and i won't say that in a classroom but let's roll with it hmm so i think what you caught there when you were saying that the reason didn't sound very good to me is you just caught that rationalization we we have that sort of sensor inbuilt to us uh that we are we are able to sort of detect something that is a little off which is not really the reason for the action it's more of the justification for an action so uh when you were saying that uh this this sort of a reason that i don't want to see them because if i see them then it would mean it would reduce the value of the times that i actually go and see someone that seems more like a rationalization to me but do you think that statement is true no i don't think so as a first impression at least what i do think is uh, but it does make sense right if you just go and see an acquaintance in hospital mm-hmm. and you also go and see a close friend in a mm-hmm. hospital mm-hmm. a close friend might say that it's not special or anything you just go and see every other person who is hospitalized you're not doing anything special for me because i mean something something to you see i think uh, this thing is something that should naturally happen rather than you artificially not going to some people and going to some people so i mean just the fact that you had the desire to go and see this person suggests that at least this would make that person who is ill happy right feel a little better and i don't i don't see why you should not go given that benefit you would you would always go for a close friend so that's that's always on the table you would probably go there more consistently you will sort of your interactions will be much more richer and all of that all of those rewards will always be there with close friends that you would not find with perhaps an acquaintance i think the interaction is the key here mm-hmm. interaction with an acquaintance versus the interaction with a close friend that mm-hmm. those would be different yeah yeah exactly so even if you go for both that doesn't mean the both visits count equally correct so i would say i mean just the fact that you had had that thought and assuming it's not that big of a inconvenience to you i i don't see any problem in visiting although it's it's not i mean i don't want to go through other extreme also like just visit anyone who's hospitalized clearly context matters clearly how, what the illness is how much they're suffering etc etc all of that matters like for example if someone has uh just going for a blood test probably you don't need to like, go and accompany <laughs> them probably it would be nice i mean i have accompanied people for blood tests so <laughs> it would be nicer but yeah if you don't have to in the sense of it's not going to make a major difference to their happiness i guess um the other argument from that side was that he is anyway in the hospital his family is with him oh and okay i don't think he needs us that was also an argument made by them but i just said that just even if we go whether or not their parents are there with him or not i think mm-hmm. it is going to make a difference the fact that five classmates come and see you that mm-hmm. will make him feel a little better and a little better when you are ill that makes a big difference sometimes exactly i mean it's the same thing it's it's like there is some benefit that you are seeing which i agree with which is going to make them a little happier so why not in other news some new words were added to oxford dictionary okay okay yeah. did nice. you come across I mean, them i like how how up to date you are keeping me with everything. oh yes yeah 100% commitment yeah. to the podcast yeah yeah <laughs> so so you did not come across them right so what we can do is uh, i'll 
say the word okay okay again at best <laughs> for me it seems guess. yeah yeah you have yeah. to guess <laughs> what it means yeah yeah it, this this is just going to be tests for me all the i i figured the nature of this podcast today yeah yeah no. you you can also come up with your own tests but that isn't happening so i have to no, take up that yeah, responsibility yeah yeah you're going to test me yeah that's how yeah. it's going to work <laughs> as i said you can bring in tests as well i mean i it, it's already already bad we we won't make it twice as bad go ahead <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay <laughs> okay so first word ha ah. idiocracy idiocracy uh so it's i d i o c r a c y correct so i think idio means something specific that's that's the root that i'm getting at uh, like idiosyncrasies for example and crisy is certainly a like autocracy democracy va crisy uh-huh. um so is it the rule of certain specific idea nah a hint here would be idio means idiot idio means idiot yeah okay okay then it's the rule of an idiot correct okay. yeah so it's a government formed of people considered stupid ah i see so it's about the people not the structure of the government no it's about the people okay it's not a stupid structure it's a stupid person or people it's a structure full of stupid people okay the next word the next yeah. word is nothing burger nothing burger yeah a burger that has nothing in it no come on ah <laughs> uh, i mean is it one word yes it is one word oh nothing burger no i can't think of anything except for a burger with nothing okay so th- this is a difficult i would accept yeah 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 so the meaning is a substance of no importance or something which contrary to expectations turns out to be unremarkable as a substance of no importance or something which contrary to expectations turns out to be unremarkable an anticlimax if you will. ah i see so so our podcast is a nothing burger <laughs> <laughs> just kidding okay so the last oh. word for today okay fam fam yep fam right well i it's a slang for family but i don't know like is it any close you are on point oh great so the slang has been ritualized right so it is family and close friends okay great <laughs> great so yeah fam <laughs> um i do think we should talk about at some point if not now and it doesn't need to be on air Uh, but it could be which is why i'm bringing it up right now uh is like and and this is also because i think our listeners won't be very adept to listening to podcasts so sort of what is the sort of value we see in this podcast and um, yeah just sort of setting an initial intention of what we are trying to do and we also have like different like you alluded to it earlier but we also have like a different sort of commitment level to this so how do we uh reconcile what we want to achieve given that difference in uh, engagement um yeah etc etc is it sort of this setting the starting point if you will okay okay the short answer is i am just doing this for fun the long answer is everyone wishes that they should have some creative pursuits mhm it could be music it could be painting etc etc mhm So I first started out with music but mm-hmm. then I gave up sort of with music mm-hmm. because 
you have to put in a lot of effort in music you have to learn the instrument you have to get your source correct uh, pitch mm-hmm. should be great you have to learn music mm-hmm. theory beyond a certain point etc etc so mm-hmm. i did start with music but that ended and also there are some time constraints uh, music takes a lot of mm-hmm. hard work i think then i did try some blogging but uh, mm-hmm. again i f- the interest faded away with some time then a few mm-hmm. years back i was introduced to podcast i think by you only mm-hmm. so yeah. i really like podcasts and i really mm-hmm. enjoy listening to podcasts right right and i have this very intimate relationship with podcasts there are two reasons for that firstly it has helped me sleep well so mm-hmm. i think this happens with lot of people that we go to beds and we try to sleep but mm-hmm. then our mind starts wandering and right, some right. bad thoughts might come things which are not really pleasant to think of and right, that will yeah. just not let you sleep that is mm-hmm. not a pleasant experience but when you just switch on a podcast you are always engaged into the conversation about the people who are talking and right, that right. does not let your mind wander and whenever right. i feel drowsy i just pause the podcast and go to sleep so it has helped me sleep right. that is the one thing the other thing mm-hmm. is during fevers it's almost impossible to sleep because yeah. of fever this mind wandering gets exaggerated and mm-hmm. you're just unable to sleep and you mm-hmm. can't ask people to stay away just to talk with you so they have to eventually go to sleep and you'll be all alone in fever mm-hmm. so even that time when i've listened to podcasts i have made mm-hmm. an interesting intimate bond with podcast that they have been so essential during my hard times mm-hmm. so i have a really intimate relationship with podcast the second part of the story mm-hmm. is i think sometimes at least sometimes i have things which are inter- interesting to talk about and interesting to listen right i've right. had moments when i'm having a good conversation a healthy discussion with a person and there are just people right. standing or sitting besides us just listening to us mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. after we finish our discussion they will throw in their points so i've realized mm-hmm. this that this has happened quite often that i'm talking to a person mm-hmm. and we are having good conversation and people are listening to us so i think there is some value mm-hmm. in whatever i say at least on some topics so right. this is the major framework which drew me towards podcast the fact that i really love listening to podcast myself uh there's mm-hmm. not a lot of investment we have to just come in and record and just speak our minds out and right, the right, third right. thing is i think they can be interesting so that is yeah. why podcasts so this is something i thought would be a good thing to pursue and that could be my creative pursuit i just want something of my own something original to be out there in the world it's okay if people don't listen to it but if someone asks me what do you do in your free time and what are your hobbies to something interesting in your life i can just give them a link to this podcast and say this is mm. what i do and you can have a listen to it yeah yeah i think it's a good answer M- my mind doesn't directly sort of relate creativity with podcasts it doesn't seem to me that i'm at my creative best while i'm recording a podcast uh, for me it's it's a way to capture conversations although like to be clear i mean it's it can certainly pass as a creative thing i i mean i can understand why you would call it 
a creative pursuit especially when you're editing and all of that uh so it's on the lower end of the creativity spectrum i would agree with that yeah for me it's more like a leisurely conversation if someone is interested they could listen um but i'm not insistent on people listening to me on this podcast like that's that's it's not uh it's not something that i would put it out as a perform as as i would do with a performance piece right mm. uh which is which is which also explains my reluctance to just sharing it with people uh because i'm not sure if uh i look at it that way as a project or something it's it's more like just a conversation which is recorded and i do hope that we do talk about some things and i i don't consider myself an expert in anything that we talked about say last time mm-hmm. um but just the fact that we triggered some conversations and then some thoughts i think that that's that's sufficient uh we, we are not here to give any expert comments so again it's it's i can't it, it doesn't seem to me like a project or something that i put out but it's it's there for grabs it's that <laughs> i i won't shove it on in anyone's face but if anyone is interested and they find some value in it i'm happy to put it out there so th- that's that's how i look at it it's more like a conversation that's recorded and if anyone is finding any value in it, i mean be it entertainment value or be it intellectual value i think it's it's that that'll be a little bit like that will make me a little bit happier that i've added some value in someone's mm. life and and of course like there's also this thing that at this point in my life at least it's coming at a huge opportun- opportunity cost so i do want to ensure that at least while i'm talking there is some good value that's being produced yeah i think i hope uh, some of the discussion will be interesting to the listeners also because it's it's a weird dilemma when you talk about uh, a your views are not very well made when you're talking on podcast right it's it's whatever it comes to your mind yeah uh, so i do want like i would really appreciate if the listeners treat this not as something like a final write up but more of a bouncing off ideas and that will even help us take on some positions for size to test out uh, certain viewpoints without uh, sort of feeling that people would be judged or we would be judged on that 